This week's episode of Legends of Gotham is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Well, now. There. See? I told you. Oh, Oh, dear. Get your hand out of that corpse. Now. I was just passing by, and I, um, uh, I was, I was just curious. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I, sorry, won't happen again. Promise. You need no longer concern yourself with the case. I'm releasing you from your promise. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm conducting the orchestra. She is conducting the orchestra <laughs> a little bit, and your camera's still not warmed up yet. We got really got to work on that, Anne-Marie, because we, 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 if you didn't know, camera? we normally uh, rec- uh, stream this live on YouTube every uh, Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST, and Anne-Marie has her own camera. So oh, finally, I. yes. Oh, yes. oh, oh here's my there's music the again. music again. It's all right. Everyone likes our music. It's yes, fine. It's good. fine. It's Actually, the people on the podcast won't have heard that uh, with the way I'm recording it, which is fun. Also, awesome. I believe this will be uh, – I just want to say uh, pour one out for my Tascam US224 mixing board. I've had it for like eight or nine years now, and uh, this – will probably be the last podcast I ever record on it. So Lies. Lies. It'll be your last Legends of Gotham. Oh, yeah, that's true. We do there have a, a Universe Box, universe box on Thursday. Uh, but, okay, Anne-Marie, I guess we should go ahead and oh, we have some, some... I was going to pour one out or cheers for it. So, okay. cheers. Cheers. Nom, 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 nom. Farewell, Task Cam. Fare thee well. <laughs> okay, uh, Anne-Marie, why don't you get us started with the uh, rhyming, riddling episode summary? How does the scarecrow learn to be bad? Odds are it came from watching his dad. How does Crane show his obsession with fear? By cutting out glands with his medical shears. Will Ed be fired? Eh, probably not. Where did he get all those limbs that he brought? Is the doctor a genius or simply insane? We'll find out in this week's The Fearsome Dr. Crane. The Fearsome Dr. Crane. Okay, see, that's just not fearsome. The Fearsome Dr. Crane. That's Dr. Claw. <laughs> I'll get you, Batman. <laughs> I'll get you, Gadget. Meow. <laughs> so, Anne-Marie, what did you think overall of this episode? It was awesome. Yeah, pretty uh, much. It was really good. Yeah, mm. no, not to make light of the situation, but it was awesome. Yeah, uh, s- spoilers, it was probably my favorite episode of the series so far. Yeah, I think it's really mm-hmm. um, up up probably in the top three i mean it is only episode 14 yeah so i'll give it top three yeah it slapped me across the face like i think uh penguin's umbrella slapped other people across the yeah. face yeah yeah like i just really really enjoyed it uh the first thing that just like made my heart jump in fact was uh literally i saw it happen yeah i uh, how badass uh bat ass uh bruce wayne was <laughs> in this episode like it, it was it was one scene but he was he was totally the batman he was the batman it, it, in a fourteen-year-old form, uh, he he completely shuts Gordon down. Uh, now, now to be fair, uh, Jim's been pretty distracted with the whole Wayne murder. Like he, re- we really haven't touched on it since the uh, no. Well, the, there the hasn't sketch. been any. There, 
the sketch? Or the police sketch that <gasps> oh. from Kat's um, testimony. Yeah. I think that was the last time it was even addressed. That mm. – no, the last time was – was that before or after Harvey Dent? I think that was in Harvey Dent. Okay. Well, yeah. I was about to say, I feel like it was the Harvey Dent episode. So, yes, that was the last time we really – it's the last time we had a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a few things happening in Gotham yeah, right now. There's been a few distractions. And, and to, be, to be fair, to Jim's credit, a lot of those distractions probably have something to do with the Wayne murder. Yeah, a little bit. For sure. A little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, still, I completely understand why Bruce is cutting <laughs> cutting Jim loose a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, I, I think Jim also had a really good point uh, back to Bruce in this uh, where he was like, but they sent those assassins after Catgirl. Yeah, like uh, Some, something's up. I yeah. mean, she knows something or they're afraid she does. And someone someone knows something, thinks yeah. she knows something. Yeah. But I, I, I'm still in the camp. Uh, Cat girl wasn't lying, and she's just trying to. She's just like, trying to get out of it all. Yeah, she's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm done. I'm good." But uh, overall, the scene with him and Gordon, the most Batman thing we've seen young Bruce do, I think, in this entire series. Um, I think he had. Didn't he have like one like sneak in, like not sneak, but just sort of mm-hmm. walked in silently or something, and was. Oh yeah, and was just like behind someone. Just like behind yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and of was... course he he did the roof jump a few weeks back and everything. Right. So. But sure. but it, it it felt the most Batman, and I I think it was very evident that Catgirl's betrayal or his perceived betrayal by that her was, that was it yeah it really hurt him it really pushed him towards being a loner you know nobody can fix this but me which is classic Batman yeah very much and uh, I it seems like Bruce and Alfred are kind of uh, digging down into we're going to be two people against the world sort of thing and I also I, I definitely felt a lot and we talked about this last week mm-hmm. wh- that Alfred seemed like he was trying to pull Bruce away from any kind of social interactions or anything kind of isolate him a little bit mm-hmm. and you can see that even more in this episode oh yeah just by the way alfred backs bruce up so much with jim gordon mm-hmm. who previously he'd respected a little yeah, bit he's more. like ah, oh, can i show you the door <laughs> yeah yes, yeah absolutely so, yeah it's gonna be them those two against the world and all the criminals of gotham do you think he did any training while he was in switzerland sweden i kind of got the impression that i i know it was mentioned by bruce and alfred that it was there for bruce's safety and everything but i i would not be shocked if there was some sort of something going on in switzerland too like yeah oh yeah i mean you don't go away for mm, four weeks yeah for nothing yeah and it's not like uh some people who are familiar with the nolan films which mm-hmm. by the way there was a shout out to the nolan films in this episode with the narrows uh the narrows is an area from uh the nolan batman films but but uh they they might uh, be under the impression that you know bruce wayne traveled the world for a long time and then trained with the league of shadows for like a couple weeks or whatever, uh. or a couple months, where uh, in the original story, Batman stories, Bruce travels the the world his from his teenage years all the way up to his late or mid to late twenties. So we're there. Yeah, technically so, we're there. He's fourteen. So if he's not there for two or three episodes, maybe he's training, training with a master detective or someone who's really good with poisons or, you know. Mm, yes, the poisons. Yeah, but, you know, he trains with all sorts of different people, you know, throughout for a decade or more before becoming Batman. And that's why he's so good as Batman. He's such a good Batman. <laughs> okay. Um, something that sort of struck me that it was mm-hmm. kind of brushed past, but I don't feel it showed up. Indian Hill. Uh-huh. Um, is that important in comic world? You know what? I think I think this is the perfect time oh. to oh, look sorry. at this Joker. No, it's I fine. didn't read ahead. <laughs> look at look this Joker. Look We're looking at it Joker. early. He's I messed a up the small flow of the story. Joker. <laughs> 
But it, you look at this Joker. This is where we go and we list all the clues and Easter eggs and indications that we're getting the Joker. And we've been doing this the entire season. As you can see here, if you're watching the live stream, uh, we started in the pilot. Be. If you want to be like Bobby Hawk. Uh, with the comedian. Howdy, Bobby Hawk. Hi, Bobby Hawk. And, uh, you know, we went through and we uh, maybe solved the Wayne murder and Laszlo, whatever happened to F- Fish's ex- exercise partner. Oh, he's remember. dead. And uh, we go through all the way up to this week. And, yeah, it's uh, Indian Hill was was the big uh, clue in for me. Okay. Because uh, I, I didn't notice any direct reference this week. Although I get I think Jim called uh, the medical examiner a clown at one point. Which is kind of like Easter eggy. But, not. but he was he was too old. Yeah, probably as too weird old. as it sounds, mm. he he would age out of being the Joker, and probably too aggressive too for, bit, for yeah, the Joker. Pretty. Uh, so there was no direct reference, but uh, the subject of Indian Hill did come up. Uh, now Oswell tells Maroney that whoever controls Indian Hill will control Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we know from the episode, and this is all on the look at this Joker page mm-hmm. uh, from penguin's umbrella that the site uh indian hill is a toxic waste dump built on an indian burial ground oh, uh, yeah. uh we also know from arkham that it surrounds the uh arkham asylum on all sides okay. uh so we, we theorized before that indian hill might be the future home of ace chemicals which is where uh, the the joker's origin story sometime takes place if you remember last week in this segment we talked about uh, the comedian version of the joker's mm-hmm. origin from the killing joke uh, that's that's where it would happen. Okay, so uh, sorry, let me just jump in real quick. Oh no, it's fine. So if this like chemical plant or whatever takes mm-hmm. over Indian Hill, yeah, does that mean it is completely surrounding Arkham Asylum? Yeah, we have a. Sorry, I took a, I took a, No, it's cool. I took a still of the map here. Yeah, and and I think. Uh, so it, Indian Hill is Arkham. Yeah, Arkham is in the center here, I believe. Uh, the center of... Can you make that bigger? Let's see if I can get it bigger here. Yeah, yes. here we go. Yeah, but Arkham, uh, the asylum is in the center here, and then Indian Hill's out along the the outer edges here. Although okay. it's funny here, <laughs> zooming in here, you can tell that they used a Google image or Google Maps image and reversed it for nice. this. Uh, uh, the proposed Arkham City that we sh- they showed off in the episode Arkham. Okay. Okay, so okay, so Arkham is a section of Gotham City. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a. I, I don't know if you're familiar with like Roosevelt Island in New York City. I, I think I, it's something I get like, like that. sections, like yeah. you know, the downtown mm-hmm. area, the midtown, <laughs> like the West Side, like okay. Yeah, but so uh, so, jo- so Indian Hill is a part of the Arkham section of Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just trying to wrap my head around this. Yeah, entire it's part thing. of that whole whole development, and uh, that was what uh, Maroni gave Falcone to smooth things over. Right. I don't feel like that would have ever been a smart idea. But uh, it, you know, Joker or no, though Indian right. Hill's definitely going to be important. Uh, oh yeah, moving okay. forward, we just need to figure out why. I why guess. and how? Okay. Uh, now, uh, people, you might want to skip ahead for it about a, a minute and a half if you don't like spoilers. But this spoilers. has been all over the place. It's Bruno Heller has been talking about it. So I'll, He's I'll give just you a second. To up the thing. And uh, we did get uh, something from him this week. Uh, in the I call this uh, our not crazy confirmation suspect. Uh, Bruno Heller confirmed this week that we would be getting a gl- at least a glimpse of the Joker this season. I And people called us crazy for keeping track of the Joker clues. Like, they're never going to have the Joker in Gotham. Why are you guys even bothering keeping track with yeah, look at really this Joker? Yeah, they really did think we were crazy. Yeah. Oh, look. Hmm. 
Yeah, I actually asked people who get linked to the Look at This Joker page I've seen on the Gotham subreddit. Uh, even they're like, why are you even bothering doing this? There's no way they'll ever bring the Joker in. But no, Bruno Heller said this week that, yeah, uh, we will get at least a glimpse of the Joker before the end of the Which season. Which I think means we may not know that it's the Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they're going to introduce the actor, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the character. Well, we- or it'll be, sorry, mm-hmm. um not very obvious like you're gonna have to know what you're looking for which means mm-hmm. i'm gonna miss it and you're gonna get it and we'll talk about it for 20 minutes well i i <laughs> we we are getting a certain gang of thieves i right. you know we've already oh, spoiled the, enough yeah the, the people with the hood yeah. yeah i was trying not to say that <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we already know we're getting them, so I'd imagine it'll come out somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, a, a preemptive look at this Joker. But no, sorry, but, sorry. no it, it was an important it part was, of the episode was, for yes. sure. Okay. okay. Now, something I kind of picked up on this week that I hadn't really glommed onto until this week, which surprises me because it's completely obvious, but it's interesting too, is Jim is making friends with all of Batman's rogues galleries. And they all have this sort of special relationship with Jim Gordon. Uh, Jim's the only person in, in the GCPD who likes Ed. Uh, the whole penguin. I love Ed. Sorry. Oh, definitely. And we'll talk more about that yes. later, I'm oh, sure. But uh, the whole penguin deal where penguins like all over about, oh, Jim's my friend. And uh, then uh, try him trying to help uh, Catgirl get off the streets and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I, I just think it's interesting that he has this close personal relationship with them. And also in this episode, Bruce kind of rejects him. So he might not like Bruce Wayne much anymore. Not at the moment. You know, so I, I two things come to mind with it. One, is he going to befriend Jonathan Crane next week? we can try and save him from his father i probably pretty likely basically that's gonna happen yeah definitely and uh, give me one second here sure thing sorry audio listeners we did uh stop uh the stream but uh, this the beat goes on okay we're back and the beat goes on Uh, yeah but i definitely wonder if uh he's gonna befriend jonathan crane next week and i also kind of wonder you know when batman eventually does show up is is he going to jump is jim gonna jump in and try and protect protect his friends that that he he's already made uh you know i i kind of feel like they're gonna make the riddler and penguin and cat girl sort of jim's uh friends people on the inside of the underworld Hmm. so you know as their relationships build over the seasons of gotham and everything i I think you know he's gonna have an attachment to them and uh, he's gonna need them to accomplish his goals in gotham so it kind of makes me wonder when Bruce finally, I don't know, puts on a ski mask even and starts running around, if Jim's going to be... I don't know when that might be. <laughs> but Jim's going to be in major conflict with him over, um, you know, trying to attack his... I think it depends on guys. what prompts Bruce Batman to attack mm-hmm. or to go after them. Um, because, you know, we know why he's got burnt by cat. So that one might be a little fuzzy. Yeah. But the other two, he, he doesn't have that interaction with yet. So... I don't know. I think Jim will side with the good guys. Whoever is going to be mm-hmm. the good guy at that time. Like, I'm actually surprised that he hasn't gone more after Penguin. But you've explained that they sort of do that on well, and off. We do know from earlier in the season, too, that especially when he first comes on the scene, especially if he doesn't even suspect he's Bruce, uh, Jim might not be too take too kindly to a vigilante named Batman. You know, yeah. first because he has uh, uh, made, made uh, statements that he, he doesn't support vigilanteism at right. all. Hence the balloon man thing. But then again, it, at the same time throughout the season, he's been sort of realizing Being that he has to bend the, bend the work around the system <laughs> within yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Oh, and I do think he's definitely going to befriend 
and uh, Jonathan Crane. Mm-hmm. Um, that poor kid looked scared and terrified like no other. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, "What are you doing? emo?" Yeah, he was. He was like, but then totally again, emo. If if my dad was trying to drown some some lady <laughs> in a in a pool, yeah, I, I'd be pretty emo about it too. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, he know he he's obviously knows what's up or mm-hmm. what's been up. Yeah. with the entire thing, and um, I think Jim will try and save him because. That's what Jim tries to do. Mm-hmm. And now as a part of Gorkins, I feel like she's going to hop right in on this game where Barbara never would have. Oh, yeah. Well, she seemed very interested in the she's whole, like, What's going on? whole uh, Dr. Yeah. Crane's ex- <laughs> experiments yeah. and everything. But uh, you had a, you wanted to talk a little bit about our friend on the boat. Ah, uh, fish on a boat. Um, <laughs> fish he, on a boat. I'm on a boat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she already knew this captain mm-hmm. a bit. Like they just got along so well. Oh, Do you yeah. think he was kind of part of her terror? And just, excuse me, hasn't gotten the memo that she mm-hmm. ain't nothing right now? Well, I have a feeling that this was a, a contingency plan that she had in place, you know, to either rent a boat or if she owns the boat or something. Yeah, but I definitely think there was a previous relationship there. Like this was already arranged. Well, I mean, she was she was back in that cabin, like laying in her bed and stuff, which is a vulnerable position, as we see in the end scene. <laughs> kind so, of. And I mean, you don't really do that if you're – if Scared. an unknown captain is piloting you and you know yeah. people are chasing you. Like you, right. I don't think she'd be – she'd be Chilling. willing to – seem that weak just in case you know right which is why the attack at the end caught her by surprise so much okay so the end is kind of hilarious first of all how do these <laughs> people get on the boat mm-hmm. like who is this crew that just like rolled up on the boat and was like pirates goodbye. well yes pirates but how do you how did she not notice until the shooting had started mm-hmm. that there was people boarding the boat i feel like you know ship well, she was in that comfy bed. She was in that comfy bed in her onesie thing um, <laughs> from last week. But who was that guy at the end? I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, we have no mm-hmm. comic book history to go off of on yeah. Fish. But I feel like, obviously, they knew each other mm-hmm. because the man is covered in head-to-toe ammo. Yeah. And they lunge at each other like wild pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, I had seen some people speculate, and I I thought it was a smart idea w- that maybe you know we see them running towards each other at the uh-huh. end there. Maybe they don't end in a fight. Maybe it isn't like set up for Mortal Kombat. Maybe it's like they Love. they hug or like handshake or something. Maybe it's like it's not a handshake. <laughs> but it, but I mean like yeah. may, maybe uh, it's Just more of a friendly plan. embrace uh, that will be revealed in the opening minutes of next week's episode. Well, whatever it is better be revealed in the opening minutes yeah. of next week's episode. But I, I'm assuming maybe maybe it's wherever Fish is going, maybe this is this is the welcoming committee and they came in and took out the entire crew so there would be no witnesses so Fish would be safe, you know? And maybe they just didn't tell her. Or maybe they didn't even know it was Fish there. You know, so maybe when he walks around that corner after shooting the captain, he's like, hey, it's Fish. I don't know, because she looked really not happy. Mm -hmm. She looked really like, like, I feel like I could hear her like growl Mm. and like, you know, how an animal like clumps its foot. I know you're going to try and put my camera on. It's going to need to warm up, though. Um, (laughs) How they just sort of like dig their – I'm waiting for the camera. I'm doing Mm. a gesture. (laughs) This like with their foot before they take Mm. off. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what they were kind of doing towards each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can see that. So I don't know. I'm just curious to see what happens. Yeah, I do do feel like they definitely knew each other though. Oh, they know each other for for sure. sure. Okay, well, let's see here. Uh, What about family? What's that? What about family? Yeah, I was thinking it might be related to like her mother or something like that. Like a cousin? Yeah. Yeah, or like maybe they all live on this island like 20 miles outside of Gotham Harbor. 
Yeah, it, 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 it felt like something like yeah. that. Yeah, anyway, sorry. We shall see. Okay, well, we're going to take a little break here. We already did look at this Joker, uh, mm. but we have another special treat here. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but this uh, last night's episode, uh, <laughs> the 14th episode, was written by uh, one of the producers of, on the show, too, John Stevens. And now he's uh, done work on uh, The O.C., Gilmore Girls, and he, ha- he, he has a, a YA book series out from Random House, uh, at John R. Stevens on Twitter, Really friendly guy. We've interacted with him a couple times. We finally got him to uh, call in and uh, give us a little insight on what it took to adapt uh, the Scarecrow to the Gotham screen. So uh, take it away, John. Yeah, hi. This is John Stevens. Uh, I'm an executive producer of Gotham, and I wrote tonight's episode, um, which is called The Fearsome Dr. Crane, which is part one of our uh, Scarecrow origin story. And our approach to the myth of the idea of the Scarecrow was really to, number one, um, to find like an emotional uh, doorway into the character that we wanted to do, um, and number two was really to kind of focus on the his approach to fear and, and what he was kind of hoping to get out in himself when he was delving into the fear um, of his victims and take that back as far as we could go to the time before he had become a scarecrow. In fact, and finding his father's relationship to it as well. Um, and also, we also wanted to do something cool, so that was part of it, too. <laughs> um, and we also really wanted to try to find a physical scientific method by which he was going to be producing um, his fear serum so that we could then tie that into the crime in a way that um, Gordon and Bullock can begin to uh, investigate it as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I think it's a really cool episode. Both of them are. Um, tonight and next week. So I hope that's helpful. I hope you guys watch and you like it. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, thank you so very awesome. much, John. Thank yeah, you. And I really enjoyed the episode. Like I said, probably my favorite of this the season so far. But we haven't done our arbitrary scales yet, so I don't know why I'm spoiling that. Well, I think they've. Gathered. I hated the episode. It was I hated horrible. It. <sighs> no, no, but uh, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Doctor Crane in detail in just a second. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks again, John, so much. And I, I hope we can uh, hear from you a little bit t- more towards the end of the season for a little bit of wrap up too. You know, or you yeah, to, next week because you week. wrote. I think you wrote next week's episode too. So. Yeah, anytime. That would be super duper super fun. Super duper. Super duper fun. Oh, uh, one other thing we wanted to mention here, and you can find this at oh, fancastic.wordpress.com. Uh, a, a friend of mine on Twitter, and uh, she listens to the show, uh, Lauren Galloway, is good friends with the assistant editor uh, from uh, The Fearsome Dr. Crane. We're it, just connected all over the place I know, this week. Right? I it, love it. This is crew week this on is- Legends of Gotham. <laughs> Uh, but no, and she put up a nice little write up about her experience uh, doing the assistant editing on the on the uh, episode. So yeah, go to fancastic.wordpress.com where the exact link will be in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com and check out her great uh, little blog post there. Boop, boop. Okay. So I guess we should get back into the main topic. You know, there's someone who's mentioned in the title of this episode that we haven't talked about barely at all. Me. The. Dr. Crane. No, the. The? The. Uh, the uh, is a character. No. no. <laughs> Dr. Crane. I No, I, I loved him, for one. I, it looks like they definitely went – they're going for the uh, New 52 origin of the Scarecrow character because uh, the, only the New 52 version ha- had a father who was a chemist and mm. you know mad scientist sort of thing. But I, I loved uh, the, the actor's portrayal of him. It's just like completely deranged, a, a madman. Mm-hmm. And it's it, – his actions – in the episode were, were just so like blatantly evil more so than any other villain we've seen so far in the series like just really? like specifically evil I, I he 
by by you know kidnapping these people, exposing them to their worst fear, yeah. making them live through it, killing them, and everything. I just I can't see anything he could do to yeah. Be I a mean worse that is person. kind of the worst thing is to die of your greatest fear. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like this. These Get people have had, had these nightmares for their entire life, and okay, I'm going to expose them to it. And he just did it so coldly too. I know he's like just walking around the street with a baby pig. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. like the little Doctor Evil, the little baby with the pig. pig. Oh, it's like oh, cute little. Pig. Oh, you're uh-huh. scared of the pig. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it was just chilling like the you, – you know you're actually going to die, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Now you're at a 12 on the crane scale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I did enjoy it and it's obvious uh, to me anyway as a mm-hmm. comic book fan that uh, the reason he's getting this – I forget the name of the chemical uh, from the, the adrenal mm-hmm. gland uh, of his victims is to make the fear juice or the fear gas or whatever okay. uh, that uh, I, I'd assume uh, his, his son might – be influenced by someone. Yeah. Uh, I also really enjoyed how the young actor who was playing Jonathan Crane, who will eventually become the, the Scarecrow, Scarecrow. Uh, looked like a Crane, like the classic Crane, which uh, Jonathan Crane, if you guys didn't know, in the original comics, he was uh, influenced uh, both in character and in the way his character was designed by uh, the classic portrayal of Ichabod Crane from oh, Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Synergy. Corporate synergy there. Too bad they're not doing good. They could do a crossover. That'd be fun. Ichabod Crane, Jonathan Crane. That wouldn't be good. On the streets of Gotham. They're not doing good. We are. (laughs) But yeah, I I thought the kid looked very much like a classic like Ichabod Crane sort of thing. Yeah, I could see that. You know, emo emo Ichabod Crane. Sure. And I also also thought it was interesting that Dr. Crane's uh, henchman uh, wore a pig mask, which is the second time we've seen a dude in a pig mask. Yet no Professor Pig. I'm hoping it's like Beetlejuice. And after we see Pretty a third fine. guy in a pig mask, that'll be Professor Pig. Okay. I could see that. I love Professor Pig. I know you do. I was like, <laughs> I know nothing about Professor Pig, but okay, sure. He wears a pig mask, if I've you can believe it. I kind of gathered that. What, what did you think about Dr. Crane overall? Um, he was so creepy. Like, I think probably one of the creepiest scenes is when Jim was chasing him and he slammed the door in his face and the two of them were just staring at each other. I was like, oh, yeah. Ah! Yeah, just he he was not in. afraid of Jim Gordon no, at all. No, so why did he run? Uh, just mm, he likes his freedom. He likes to live. <laughs> yeah, he likes to live. So that was yeah. No, he was he was kind of crazy. Mm. And oh, Harvey, if you would have stopped flirting for three seconds, you'd have realized <laughs> earlier mm. what the heck was going on. You know what I was thinking though, actually, what? concerning that is, do you think that Harvey's confession of his fears in that circle? Do you think that's going to come back and bite him next episode? Do you think Doctor Crane's going to use that against him? The fact. Do that you think he was telling the truth? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. I I I, th- I think you know he was he was also dressing it up a bit to uh you know get in with, with, with the uh, Irish girl with the Irish girl. But I, I definitely think he was telling the truth, especially like he, because he used such specific imagery, like dead in an alley, looking up. I I feel like we're gonna get that scene next week, like okay. Doctor Crane killing him. I could not killing him. Or, or like trying like, to kill. He's him. not gonna die. About to die in the alley. I don't know. Jim shoots Doctor Crane or something. Bruce. But yeah, calling it now, we're gonna see that scene somewhere nice. along the way. But uh, to lighten things up a little bit, I guess. I guess we should uh, address the uh, Gorkins. Gorkins. Yeah. Gorkins. <laughs> um. Good old Gorkins. You're very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like to solve cases on first dates? Whatever. Yeah. Um, do you think she'll actually start working as the Emmy? Does she start working as the Emmy? Is this like a normal See, thing? I, I was I was thinking that in the first watch through, but then the second watch through, 
I, I don't know if, if someone's trying to get someone a job somewhere right after they make out with them in the middle of like the precinct, that's not a very professional thing to do. No. I mean, that might actually work against her. If, no, if nothing else, I, could, I would anticipate maybe someone being like, hey, may, maybe you shouldn't be trying to hook your girlfriend up with a job. See, I don't – I mean that's what like – Flass is people, Flass, whatever his name is, his people will do, but I almost feel like um, Essen will be like, mm-hmm. another woman, girl power, come. <laughs> Somebody keep uh, Enigma under wraps. Well, I, I think if, if anyone has the ability to call that into question, though, they're going to, because the police aren't too happy with Jim no. af- after well, the whole Flass. Most thing. of them aren't. The yeah. ones who are getting paid aren't. Mm. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. Um, and what's going to happen with the Gorkins um, when Barbara reappears? Because she's going to. She has to eventually. I mean, mm. I know we don't really want her to, but yeah. you know, she's pretty important. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'm, st- I'm thinking that Barbara's going to go full villain before the end of the season. So I think she, I think she's going to try and either kidnap or hurt uh, Leslie in some way. Where is she? I, well, as far I think she's probably still at her parents. I right? don't think she is mm-hmm. because we saw her at her parents before Bruce got back. Correct. I, she no, was I think only that was allowed the same to... episode that Bruce got back. Okay, well, she was only allowed to stay till the weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I, I, time I, has passed. I don't want to get too spoilery, but uh, there. If you go and check out the uh, episode descriptions, oh. a couple episodes forward, you might get an idea of where you might see Barbara next. Oh, that's okay. all I'll say. I'll be reading that here in a minute. Um, but we haven't seen the last of Barbara Keene. Well, I knew that. Sure. <laughs> um, do you think is he living at the precinct? I think so. Yeah. Where that is was- his stuff? In the locker room, because remember he that scene? Have, yeah, that I scene do. Where, yeah. I do remember the scene, mm-hmm. but I feel like they shouldn't be allowed to live there on an extended basis. <laughs> also, his staff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Like, Answer me these questions, Bill. I don't I didn't write the episode. <laughs> John, leave me alone. No, I'm fine. Mr. Stevens, can you please <laughs> tell me where yeah, Jim is living? These are the kind of questions we need to give to the writers. <laughs> these are the questions. No, but I have a so. feeling it's like a temporary situation. We'll probably see where he's landed sometime in the next couple episodes. But does it matter so much? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. But as far as the Gorkin thing, like it, the actress playing Leslie Tompkins, she's still doing fine. It's it, awesome. It feels a little weird to me, though, still. I feel I feel almost like she's playing the character, like Christopher Guest character from Little Shop of Horrors, where it's just like overly uh, sort of uh, – corny stylistic almost mm-hmm. which is is fine but it, it's and i i mean i've admired that in other characters like fish mooney mm-hmm. but at the same time it's a little weird for being the romantic interest like i it, it's blocking me from feeling the chemistry i feel the chemistry from ben mckenzie yes. towards her I, I don't feel the chemistry from her to Ben McKenzie quite as much. Although yeah, that last little tease there uh, lent a little towards A little that, bit. A little, a little bit. bit also, Bobby Hawk would like to point out, what if Barbara comes back into town and says she's pregnant? And that is my thing. Exactly. Yes. What happens then? Which uh, Apparently that spoiler that you have somewhere that you haven't shared the link with me. No, no. there. I have no firm spoiler but i if fans of the comics will know that uh barbara keen uh should have a baby Batgirl. exactly this is the question before she's done but we'll see we'll see if that happens i want a baby back that could complicate things i i definitely 
I definitely do think just because of the way the whole mythology shakes out that eventually uh, Jim and Leslie are going to break up and whatever it's whatever happens it's going to be harsh because right now they're 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 pretty in like with each other they're, sure. they're in like <laughs> they're in like with each other so i i i i think any, anything to come between that is going to be really hard and messy and dramatic and where are you finding sweep, these sweep. descriptions where was the description I'll, I'll i'll give it to you at the end of the episode <laughs> i'm paying attention but i'm just like where is it okay now i uh, actually in <laughs> i almost i almost led with this this week uh, you the, shut off. the the big headline was the 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 cabin show the the big thing in the cabin with yeah. uh, don maroney and penguin or is i i'd really like to call him at this point dumb maroney because yeah I thought he was slyer than than he ended up being in this episode because yeah he he mentioned all these suspicions that have been building with mm-hmm. Penguin and everything, but after Penguin's slip up last week where he's like I got to see Falcone right any doubt in my mind would have disappeared instantly I wouldn't have needed a call from Fish Mooney to set me set me straight that I needed to take the Penguin out like I. I thought he had Penguin made and down last week. I th- I think in a sense he did. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was letting him in on as much as um, Penguin thought he was. Yeah. After that, mm-hmm. he he questioned it to the point that it, he you know he took it seriously. He yeah. Especially like you could kind of tell when Penguin's like, I took the liberty of claiming her club in your name. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't believe any of that. Yeah, and we he, he gets that defensive posture that he gets every time Penguin kind of almost oversteps his bounds. There. Exactly. But by the same token, though, they were sitting down having a friendly meal. There was no plans for the log cabin trip or the trip up north I love or whatever. That, by the way, uh, until Fish called. So I, I'm just saying, like, I, I think. I would have I would have doubted Penguin after the the whole Falcone slip up last week. Yeah, I mean two weeks ago or but two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. But uh, I I was also kind of uh, another thing that uh, Maroney did that was really really dumb was uh, when Penguin you know talked his way out of trouble and everything he goes after Duffy the the yes! salvage yard why guy, would you go after that instead guy? of going to the car where Penguin's kind of trapped and he's probably going to take a minute to get out and he's the guy you want to kill he had two better options here mm-hmm. instead of going after Duffy a get in the thing and turn the crane on yourself yeah I mean you can figure it out press the or button just walk over there and, and shoot, shoot him, him. And so dramatic. Why why are we not? Although, you gotta love a good death trap. Well, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. Mm. Um, why did he let him keep a cell phone? I, I'd assume he didn't realize he had a cell phone because he sounded he seemed surprised when Penguin called him initially. No, I think it was just like seriously, <laughs> you're in, you're dying. Tri- speaking of the cell phone, by the way, trivia: I called the number on, on the uh, billboard that Penguin calls to that. the salvage guy, and it ended up being a disconnected Verizon cell phone number. So I guess Rip Duffy, Rip Duffy, uh, he, his, his cell phone service has been interrupted permanently. I guess nice, and you know. It, for as dumb as Don Maroney was through a lot of the episode, he really did redeem himself with the gun trick. I wasn't expecting it. I, and I mean, he was he was so smart about it. He even went outside intentionally and they showed him out there. He was standing out there doing nothing mm-hmm. uh, just so Oswald could grab it so he could maybe let a little bit more slip out than he would have otherwise because he thought he was going to be able to kill Don Maroney. That's true. Um so, I, I thought know. that was very smart. The thing with the gun. And yeah. The he, he out penguin penguin in that. Penguin yeah, he really did. And the mm-hmm. fact that penguin didn't believe him when he said it was blank. So I was like, <laughs> I mean, I saw it coming. I actually, I wouldn't have believed him at that point. Cause I mean, a man who's ha- whose life is on the line will tell you any sort of lie he needs to, to buy a you couple know, extra minutes. 
I don't know. I think that one, that one I saw ahead of time. That one, that one didn't mm. surprise me as yeah. much as some of the others. I don't know. I liked that whole, the game. I really liked the, the lie game. Oh yeah. Or the secret good. game. The secrets. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like oatmeal. Mm. No, I don't really like coffee. Okay. <laughs> next one's got to be good, man. Yeah. So. But regard Penguin is just, he's such a cockroach, man. Like oh, he, God. he will be here past the heat death of the universe. Like I he'll, fight, he'll, he'll, tr- he'll trick, uh, you know, God or the specter, somebody <laughs> letting him live a couple extra. Yeah, seriously, minutes was, past that. That's crazy. Um, oh, I, I scrolled too far. One moment. <laughs> okay, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay, the electrocutioner. His uh-huh. assistant guy's name was Jonathan. Was it? I feel like because when um Doctor Crane said Jonathan mm-hmm. to his son, it sounded exact. I kept going Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. Like the way it was said, yeah, sounded so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't See, place it. And then the father was like, oh, it was the electric. So the name is I didn't know if it was like an important name. In I, mythos. I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the electrocutioner's uh, buddy was a, another character. I know it was a, a, another, another villain. Well, like, I know it was another mm-hmm. character and another but villain. But you didn't know he, if there was a significance uh, to the, the Jonathan. Name, the Jonathan. And it was the way it was said. It was said the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't get it out of my head. I'm sitting here. I'm going, what movie have I seen that somebody has gone – Jonathan, Jonathan, and I'm like, don't I feel like it was the electrocutioner's guy? I, I think really probably if, or am if I you, crazy? Possibly, ding, ding, ding. but no. I, if you needed a real world explanation, y'all. Back in the fifties and sixties and seventies, when they were creating all of these characters, Jonathan was John and Jonathan were very very common names, and like it was kind of like the default male name. It was John and Jane, or you know that sort yeah. of thing. I don't um, know. So, I just thought it was a little odd that it was mm-hmm. multiple people. Anyway. Okay, so let's talk Nigma for Nig- a minute. Yes, let's talk Nigma. Riddle me this. Riddle me this. No, but I, I loved everything about his, his part in this episode. I really – the thing I want most of all in the world is to hear his internal monologue. Uh-huh. I want to hear what he's thinking about these situation and these crazy, crazy things he's doing. Uh- it's either like sick and dark and twisted or just logical like, oh, in order to I, – I am the better medical examiner so I should get the bad one out of here and I need to be there so I can have Kristen Kringle. So I don't know. I'll, I'll get a bunch of body parts and throw in his Where locker. did he get the body parts? I have no, – actually, I had a little theory on that. Oh, it, I'm sorry. It's just, no, it's fine. Uh, but, you know, at the end, Leslie, uh, when she's go- – talking about going to inspect the body and finding the glands missing and all that sort of stuff. She mentions that it was in the morgue or she found the body in the morgue and it was no trouble to get in there at all. So I'm thinking maybe uh, the morgue in Gotham City is pretty locked down, you know, or uh, pretty not locked down, not locked down. Yeah, but the she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's yeah. a forensic scientist. Yeah. As to where she's a doctor and mm-hmm. to be a medical examiner, you have to be a doctor. And she could have just been like, oh, I'm working on this case and blah, blah, blah. And she's not weird like Nigma, So people let her do things. Yeah. But I, I just I don't think they would have enough bodies sitting around for the medical examiner to examine for Ed to steal all of them from the GCPD. But so it, it's just huh. because she said it was no trouble at all to get into the morgue. Yeah. That, it, that's the only other like in the text explanation I could find for where Ed might have gotten them. Okay, I can but, see that. But uh, his his pride definitely got hurt this episode for oh, sure. Really and he he showed that he is willing to do just about anything he needs to to get what he wants. Absolutely. Like, yeah, which which is uh, probably going to come into play a bit more moving forward. And I think really the things that are going to drive him to become the Riddler are just 
it, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a phil- philosophical question presented to him soon that he has to do Riddler stuff to kind of answer for himself. You know, interesting. Like, like you know, as far as like he he has to. In the answer to that question is going to prove that he's better than everybody. Like, because yeah. that's really what he cares about ultimately. Mm-hmm. Is that he's smarter and better mm-hmm. than everybody? So I'm a sad panda. Why are you a sad panda? There was still no Montoya and Allen. I know, right? This it's is inappropriate. Like I was all but screaming. In a row. Seriously, guys, what did you? Do? Who did you make mad? <laughs> Come back. I, uh, oh, sorry. I, I am enjoying that we're, we're still uh, we're still getting uh, live tweets from Vicky at least. Yes. That's, that's nice. So I mean, she's still they're still watching, they're still participating. And I mean, she they still come up at the beginning of every episode since they're regular players, but they just haven't got a chance to, to play uh, yet. Yeah, to do anything. Do you think? Mm-hmm. That Brucey Bruce will, you know, pull them in since he's letting letting Mr. Gordon go. Actually, I could totally see that. I could, I could, I could definitely see that, and that would be a good way uh, for them to come back into it too. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, what? the electrocutioner's oh, partner. Uh, Eve says in the chat room, the electrocutioner's p- oh. partner is uh, amygdala from the comics, and his actual name was Aaron. <laughs> but Aaron, yeah, it did have the Jonathan. same. Okay, some, okay. Then there's something Although else funny, out there that said Jonathan, just like that, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was. Sorry. Weird thing is, it is the amygdala. I believe is a part of the brain that deals with aggression and stuff. So we're dealing with a lot of uh, brain say... chemistry stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, probably Aaron. Bobby. Thank you, Eve, for correcting me. I I don't retain these things. It's just it's funny. It got us a good good talk about the name Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see here. Out of a hundred and thirty-two loose limbs, how many loose limbs would you give this episode? One hundred twenty-seven. Why? Because I don't like toads. No, I mean it was an amazing episode. Lots Mm. of stuff happened. I feel like lots of stuff was set up. Yeah. But yet things were accomplished, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, let's complete this a little bit, but, you know, keep already moving. And, you know, it's fun watching Penguin spout his crap to <laughs> a pile of uh, church ladies and get on a bus and pout in a corner mm-hmm. that his plan failed or that somebody caught him. So, 127. Excellent. And as for me, I will give it 132 out of 132 loose limbs. I think this might be the perfect episode of Gotham. And I'm not oh. just saying that because john stevens called in (laughs) yeah i i just i just loved everything about it i felt every character who was in it got their fair shake got a moment Mm -hmm. and uh i i don't know i think everyone was written pretty much perfectly and i really enjoyed what they did with dr crane and i'm really excited to see how it wraps up i if i had any complaint at all it's that i didn't think the dr crane stuff got as much attention as as it should have have. but it's a two-parter too so Right. We have plenty of time for that to happen. If this has been the only episode, I might have been more upset. Right. But. Bobby's on Team Anne Marie with 127. 127? Hashtag Excellent. Team Anne Marie. Hashtag Team Bill Meeks. Team Bill? We like Team Bill Meeks? It was Team Bill Meeks. Team, team Bill Meeks. Team Bill, we, we can't speak, apparently. Okay. Well, we have uh, some news and some listener <laughs> feedback <laughs> coming up here in a minute. But first, uh, we want to thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode of Legends of Gotham. If you don't know, Audible is a site you go to, you sign up for a membership, you get a credit a month. To mm-hmm. get an audiobook, mm-hmm. which is awesome, mm-hmm. because you can read while you're working out, while you're driving, while you're taking a you walk. You can have someone read to you. While you're drowning.
drowning in a pool if you have <gasps> waterproof headphones. Or while you're hanging over the edge of a building by an old, old chair. You can do it all. Do it all with, with Audible. Audible. <laughs> and uh, as usual, we like to give you a couple recommendations uh, yeah, for sure. books you can pick up with your free trial that Audible's offering today. I, my recommendation, completely self-serving, I'll admit it, mm-hmm. Demon Do- Dogboy. <laughs> completely self-serving, it would be. Dogboy Demon's Dare by me, Bill Meeks. It's the third <laughs> book in my uh, Dogboy Adventures ser- uh, novel series. A lot of fun, and a dog boy, a.k.a. Bronson Black, is Colta City's 14-year-old superhero. When the Guild of Thieves resurfaces, Dogboy and his girlfriend, Cindy McNeil, follow a trail of abducted children to an abandoned amusement or an abandoned theme park, where the general amusements hide, hide a dark secret Dogboy was bred to uncover. To step inside is to step out of time, into a kingdom of magic, surprises, and thrills decide to join designed to turn dog boy's world on its ear how will he answer the demons dare and uh, actually the main reason i wanted to suggest this to you guys is because if you go and you sign up for this free trial Mm -hmm. email us let us know you know send it send Mm -hmm. in just uh that you have an account or whatever Mm -hmm. you signed up for the free trial screenshot will be fine and i'll send you a copy of dog boy demons dare free of charge oh hey i have a bunch of copies i can give out for free uh so you can get two free books by signing up. oh yes do that Yes. And then you can, with your other credit, you can mm-hmm. get my book, which, which is Batman Unauthorized Vigilantes, Jokers, and Heroes in Gotham City, aka Here's Everything You Need to Know About the World, which yeah. I need to listen to. Edited by a classic Batman writer, Denny O'Neill, by the way. That's a classic. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. He, Th- he Again, things like mm-hmm. this would be something I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, I'd say, even more than Frank Miller, responsible for the Dark Knight uh, resurgence sort of thing. Because uh, from the work he did back in the 70s. Marshall is giving it 126 loose limbs. Nice. Thank you, Marshall. I mm-hmm. uh, No, but uh, we, we do love Audible. And we want to thank him again for sponsoring the episode this week. If you want your free audio book or two free audio books, if you let us know, I'll send you Demon's Dare, too. Two. I uh, go to go to audibletrial.com slash Gotham and sign up for your free trial. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Gotham for your free audio book. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring this week's episode of Legends of Gotham. Thank you, Audible. And now on to the news. News. Okay, first up the ratings. Uh not so good. Sad news. And by the way, you'll you'll get a links to all these stories in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. Unfortunately, Gotham scored a series low this week of 1.9, down 10% from last week's 2.1 adults 18 to 49 rating. Don't know what happened. I don't either. I like last week's episode. It was good. It was great. I don't know if there was something going on on TV this week or... TV Monday. Maybe people were just burned out from the Super Bowl. and uh, He made a sports ball reference, people. I know. He made I a know. Sorry. Drink. Sorry. <laughs> Redact. Redact. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sad to see, but I'm sure it'll be back up next week. And it, it, yet again, it's already renewed for a second season, which I don't think we touched on last week like I meant to. Oh, well, that's uh, because it was everywhere. Newsflash. Uh, Gotham has a second season. Which also means there will be a second season of Legends of Gotham. Yes. uh, Announced just now. Two seasons of Gotham. (laughs) But uh, uh, the only other story we had this week, because there was an awesome fashion photo shoot with the cast of Gaffer Gotham that got pulled pulled down. down. If you can can find a link to it out there, it was a lot of fun. It was amazing. Uh, But we'll go ahead and watch the promo for next week's episode. And we will tell you everything about it. The Scarecrow. Yeah, and we'll tell you about it since we can't really uh, broadcast it on the Steam. The button. The button. There we go. You're welcome. Okay, here we go. Okay, in Gotham. 
and uh, Alfred sending right. uh, Bruce into the woods. I don't woods, think he's sending. Oh, into the woods. man. And Dr. Crane in a hallway. It looks like it, Jonathan Jonathan's going to get the, attacked uh, by a scarecrow. Yeah. Some fear juice. And a penguin hanging out in the GCPD. Trying to hang out and trying to get on gyms. Yeah. And then he meets the Nigma. Riddler. The, the, the super villain ooh, team ooh, up ooh, begins. Ooh. So are they buddies in like the world? As, as much as Gotham rogues are friends with other Gotham rogues oh. because they all hate Batman. You know, the right. enemy of my enemy is my friend sort right. of thing. I, I don't think they have any particular affinity towards one another in the comics, but they do work together on occasion. Do they? Okay. For sure. Again, things I should learn for by listening sure. to that book. <laughs> yes. Do it now. Audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Okay, uh, next up, we have some listener feedback here. And as always, uh, when you get done watching the episode next week, I want you to uh, take some fear gas, uh, start walking down the hallway to your computer, have your hallway carpet turn into a giant snake that devours you. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com, Twitter at legendsofgotham, Facebook.com, you have to be alive to post on the Facebook, um. Facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And before that snake uh, goes all the way up over your head, send us a voicemail, 424-274-2352, even if your voice is muffled by the snake skin, 424-274-2352. And we got some voicemails this week. Uh, first up is Bobby. Is take- last minute Bobby not last minute this week? I know. He came in this morning. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Emery, it's Bobby. I thought this episode of Gotham was pretty good for the most part, uh, especially the parts with Bullock and Penguin. Bullock, it was really interesting to see what he's like when he's got something to fight for. I don't remember the character's name offhand, but I hope she sticks around because I really like him in this mode. As far as the Penguin goes, it's he's always getting himself into these scrapes that we know he's going to get himself out of, but I find <laughs> it <wacky> peculiar, <laughs> peculiar that he plays like he's two or three steps ahead of everyone, but it always seems like he's falling into these situations that he didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. I really like Nigma in this episode. Uh, of course, we've seen him be creepier and creepier, but we even see a bit more of the Riddler poking out in this episode. And I thought it was cool that uh, to see Kringle kind of warming up to him a bit. Mm-hmm. I like how this show is making us feel for the, the villains, or what will become the villains, of course. And then, of course, there's the... Uh, Gordon's and Tompkins storyline. Hashtag Gordon's. Gordon's. Uh, I really enjoy their chemistry. I enjoyed the scenes they had, and I, I enjoy Marina Baccarin, which makes it all that more heartbreaking knowing that unless they change drastically from the comics, and I know this isn't the comics, I have to tell myself that every week, but unless they change drastically, eventually... Um, I just uh, jump. I just wanted to jump in here real quick to remind everybody that Gotham takes place on Earth G in the multiverse. So seriously, yeah, it's just a PSA I've been doing all week because I've been seeing a lot of people being like, "But the comics, but the comics." And I mean, Bobby brought it up here, and I know he's not super like that, but I thought I'd just mention Earth G in the multiverse. What is it doesn't. It? Never mind. Never mind. Hashtag Orkins will end when Barbara comes back into the situation. So that's always lingering. So again, I enjoyed it most every part of this episode right up until the last few minutes or so. I really didn't like that last scene in the precinct between uh, Gordon and Tompkins. And then I really didn't like the whole pirates invading the ship and taking fish (laughs) thing, especially when they started like running at each other at the end. I just a bit too much again. And then I realized that I, I didn't even touch on the villain, which I thought they did a really good job with this episode. So I'll give it um, 19 of 24 cascading body parts. 
<laughs> very nice. Thank nice. you. Thank you very much, Bobby. Thank and you, Bobby. Let's see. Uh, next up here we have uh, from Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. What's up, Legends of Gotham? This is Rebecca Johnson, and I'm calling about the fearsome Dr. Crane for an episode about fear. I would just like to mention before we go any further with this that uh, Rebecca has a new podcast out called Supergirl Radio. I listened to the first episode today. Good stuff. Google it. And she said, uh, for an episode about fear, go on, Rebecca. I was surprised at how much comedy was in it. From the maid being unaware of the tie hanging outside of the window to the scene of Penguin calling Duffy... Penguin getting rescued by the church ladies to Nigma's, but I can see tears on your face. <laughs> that one made me laugh so much I had to rewind it and watch it again. Nice. Uh, I really loved the twist that Jonathan Crane was the son of the guy kidnapping and killing all those people in the phobia group to get their adrenal glands. Very cool take on Scarecrow's origins. Something tells me the hormone might be used down the line to create a fear toxin. Problem. This episode has now become my favorite of the season. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. I swear I didn't listen to that beforehand. Well, she did tweet us saying that she left us a voicemail telling us about it being her favorite episode oh, of the okay. season. So. So that wasn't an original idea of mine at all. It was not at all, but it's okay. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. And our last voicemail is from Wu. Take it away, Wu. Wu. I thought this episode was phenomenal. I loved Nygma with all the arms in that dude's locker. I thought that was great. (laughs) Just sick comedy, which you don't really see on network TV that much. So when you do, it actually is pretty funny. I loved uh, Marina Baccarin and Ben McKenzie as Jim Gordon and Leslie Tompkins. These two have five chemistry. I loved Bullock's thing with one of the phobia victims, and it's nice to see that Harvey Bullock has a soft side, but Robin Lord Taylor stole the show. I loved his misery scenes with Moroni, and I love how well he thinks on his feet, even when he's getting like demolished in a car. He knows enough to use his cell phone to call, to call Falcone to get him out of that scrape. I love the thing with Fish at the I'm assuming that guy was her brother or somebody related to her. But if it's not, it maybe it will be a Captain Phillips thing. One last <laughs> thing, though. I'm the captain now. No, 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 kidding. One <laughs> last thing, and this is for Bill. I love the fact that the guy that plays Scarecrow Senior actually also played Jor-El in Smallville, Superman's father. So the same guy played Superman's father and Scarecrow's father. And by the way, why does Jonathan Crane Scarecrow Jr. look like he could be a member of a Blink-182 or Green Day cover band? (laughs) Anyway, guys, talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Woo, bringing all the good stuff this week. Yeah, thank you very much, Woo. And yeah, I didn't even realize that, that that was the same actor who played Jarrell. Um, to me. <laughs> no, but thank you very much, Woo. Thank and, you, Woo. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you you want to go back and forth on these? Sure. Uh, we got uh, okay. some, some tweets and other miscellaneous comments to go through here real quick. Some quick bits. All right. This first one is from Smokin at underscore G-I-N-N-I-I-I. Looks like you were right about Fish and Maroney teaming up. Uh, yeah, they are on the same side for the moment anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Our friends over at Gotham After Show said uh, one of the best eps yet. Next week promises to be epic. Hashtag Gotham. Uh, from Winmercer at Winmercer. Um, this is the best episode yet. Every character had fantastic moments. I'd say more, but I've got to see a guy about a thing. <laughs> the guy about a thing. Got to see a guy about a thing. Okay. And uh, Evan, Evan Ben over on YouTube uh, said last week, I am so impressed with Gotham and how the Penguin is portrayed in the series. It's been long overdue for this character. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you very much, Evan. Uh, right. And then we had a letter from Michael Lucero. Oh, helps if you scroll down instead of over. Um, I really like this episode. I like the gym is sticking up for Ed. It's interesting that the man who will become a supervillain is now one of the most honest men in the GCPD. I wonder how long Oswald is going to be in his current downward spiral. It's been quite a few episodes since his plan has been going since his plan has been going the way he wanted it to. I always saw his his are more as a rise to power thing before eventually and inevitably busted by Gordon. But it doesn't seem that's where the story is going. Uh, he had an opportunity to play Kate Maroney this episode that he didn't take. Having revealed that he took the gun, he could have given it back to Maroney, which would have been a long way toward proving his loyalty. Oh. Well, he's, he's he way he too proud get... for that. Yeah, he'd never done that. Um, it would have been a move I think Maroney would have trusted, especially since Penguin didn't know the gun wasn't loaded at that point. See, I don't know. Like, I kind of got the impression that Maroney was like, okay, this guy has, has gotten me too many times now. It's done. He, he's used up all his credit in uh, old Bank Maroney. The Bank Maroney. Um, but he didn't make that move and I was kind of disappointed in Penguin. It seemed kind of obvious thing to do. Overall, great episode. Can't wait to see how things go next week or where things go next week. Yeah, thank you very much, Michael. And uh, as always, uh, when you get done watching The Scarecrow next week, I want you to sit there, turn off your television remote, see the spiders as they crawl up all over your body. Get up. Spot. Run to your computer, email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com as the spiders start to crawl into your eyes and Why stuff. Spiders? Tweet us at Legends of Gotham Fears. I'm do I'm working with fears here. I'm scared. That's the bit. Uh Facebook is Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And uh now I'm looking around for spiders. Spider Man. 424-274-2352 for voicemails. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we we'll be back next uh Tuesday night, 8 30 p.m. EST, yes. live on YouTube at live. YouTube dot universebox.com uh, now Amory, where can people find you online you can find me on twitter at amd simone i also write recipes and crafty fun things at crunchycrafty.com and as for me you can find me on twitter at bill meeks you can find my books about a little superhero named dog boy that are kind of fun at dogboyadventures.com and you can follow our new podcast universe box at universebox.com this week the topic is cookies Oh, and also, yes, cookies. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. I'm giving away wine on my Facebook page right now. Oh, are you? And Everyone give- likes wine. Yeah. I have three gift codes <laughs> for the three free bottles of wine, mm-hmm. and only like 15 people are like entered. What's the Facebook page again? It's uh, facebook.com slash crunchycrafty and highly caffeinated. Excellent. Angie, you can find show notes for this episode and the rest of the episodes we've done of this old podcast here, uh, almost at episode 25 already, well, at legendsofgotham.com. Uh, well, I guess that's about it. How do we, uh, we always forget we, how we, we end these. Yeah. And we do this every time. So um, Until next time, uh, join us next time, time for, for more, more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. We stink. We don't stink. But we don't stink. Otherwise, I might smell a little. No, you showered, right? I thought you showered. Yeah, like last week. <gasps> oh.